Well, good morning. Um, you're going to get some papers passed to you. And like I've been here at the church now for about a year and a half. And yeah, memory, memorizing scripture to me ever since I've been a Christian. I was Christian when I was 16. So that's um, about 42 years ago for me. And the first thing the Lord told me was that that I, I felt was to um, get to know his word. And a lot of people are afraid of memorizing scripture because they just think of, like Ken said, wrote memorizing word for word. But there's a lot more to Bible memory than there, than just uh, wrote scripture. Um, you want to get, I, one thing I believe in is getting the whole Bible a little bit at a time, get to know the whole Bible, and then gradually um, whittle it down to where you are finally getting to the point to memorize uh, verse by verse memory. And as far as memory expert, no, I've got a horrible memory. My wife will attest that I have a horrible memory, and that's why I learned all sorts of memory techniques to help me remember because my memory is so bad. And today we're going to um, see this uh, work out a little bit with just mem- knowing the books of the Bible, of the New Testament we're going to use today. And um, it's funny, there's a lot of people who don't know all the books of the Bible in order, and um, the books of the New Testament is probably the one they know the best, the Christians do. Now, you have a sheet of paper there, and what I want you to do for the next couple minutes is just write down the books of the New Testament in order. I did it this morning. It took me about a minute, and so I'm going to give you guys twice as long. <laughs> Isn't that nice? I was really blessed with the, the cello today in worship. It's, it's just uh, the Lord has really given us a lot of unique uh, instrumentation, I think, here at this church. It's very God-honoring, and it's a pleasure to be a part of the ministry here. You may find some of the books are easy and to remember, and others aren't. One of the best things you're going to find maybe is, uh, especially if you learned a New Testament song when you were a kid. How many learned a New Testament song when they were a kid? All right. You'll be able to probably remember a lot of that. That's the... For me personally, that's the easiest way to remember, putting things to to music and singing the passages. Just like the jingles, you know, on TV, you can't get them out of your head, and it's the same principle. So, And you're all saying, stop interrupting me. I'm trying to write down these books. (laughs) All right, if you're kind of going through them pretty good, that's good. If not, that's okay, because hopefully by the end of today, you're going to be able to do it. And with little memory techniques and hints that I have used. Has, has anybody got them all done right yet? All right. All right, good, good. Now, this class is going to be good for you, too, because you're going to be able to use different memory techniques to teach other people. Um, and that may not... One thing I found about, like I wrote a song with all the books of the Bible in order. And what I found now is if I have to go through and try to find, say, Hebrews, I'd have to sing each one at the same time, try to get to there. And we're hoping to kind of break that a little bit. That's kind of called sequential memory. You're going one after the other. What we're going to do is uh, they call it crunching. One thing in, uh, in a, the way our mind works, we can memorize, some of us regularly can probably memorize about seven things in order real quickly. If you name seven things, you can pretty well get it. Nine for some exceptional people, which I am not. But if you try to go any further than that, it gets all 
jumbled up and you, and you have a hard time remembering. So what, what our mind works with is little bits, and you crunch them together and you try to get different little pathways in your mind to remember something and make something unique. And um, you'll find that that's typically how it, it makes it easier to memorize. And that's what we're going to do with the New Testament. New Testament is 27 books. And to try to put 27 books in your head all the time, it's, it's very difficult. But if actually, the New Testament is broken down into three sections. And um, we're going to, and, and from those sections, they're further broken down. And so, you're going to see on these screens here that the New Testament has 27 books. You can stop writing, by the way. <laughs> uh, if, in, in the New Testament, we have, we have three sections. We have a history section, which is five books, which most Christians, after a while, know pretty good. They all know the last section, prophecy, yes, revelation, everybody knows that. And then the letters, which gives them the most trouble trying to find out where they are and uh, why they were put where they were. So we're going to go through each one of those sections and then build and, and learn, hopefully, the whole New Testament. All right, these are the history books. The, that's where the Bible starts in the New Testament, with, with the history books. We find first the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then we find the book of Acts. Whoops, and uh, that's what that is. If you look at the first four history books, they're about Jesus. They're known as the Gospels, okay? Those ones are all of them that tell the story of Jesus, and most of you guys are saying, yeah, I know that. And then the book of Acts is about the disciples, pretty much what the Holy Spirit did with the disciples after Jesus ascended into heaven. Now, there's some facts about each one, that each one seemed to have had a particular purpose, and um, I'm going to give you just little bits so you can kind of see the uniqueness of the different books. I'm not expecting you to have this memorized. I just want you to learn where these books are. But knowing a little bit about them, you'll begin to, uh, they'll begin to be uh, real to you. Matthew was portrayal of Jesus as the king of the Jews, and you'll see a lot of scripture references from the Old Testament. Uh, Mark was known as the suffering servant. You see him with the common man, way more with Mark performing miracles. You don't see in that the, the birth uh, passages and things like that. You go right into the ministry. Um, Luke, the son of man, the man who cares. And you, that's where you get the books, uh, the, the stories of the prodigal son and the things like that, the, the loving savior. And then you see John who, uh, portrayed Christ as the son of God or God the son. Now, we're gonna look first. We see Matthew and Mark and Luke. They're called the synoptic gospels. They kind of give a synopsis of Jesus' life. Okay, And so a lot of uh, scholars believe that Mark was the first one written. And Mark's the smallest one, only 16 chapters. The other two side by side are bigger, and they add a few more things. And so then we see that um, they actually might have taken from Mark. And then John wrote later and added many other things. And it's the last gospel in our in our New Testament canon. Now, Luke also wrote the book of Acts. 
So a lot of you know, some of you might not. That So then you see Luke, you see Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then you see John, and right after John we get Acts, and Luke wrote both of those books. So you can think about that. John is between Luke's two books. Now, there's some memory hints. I always use memory hints to help me remember. And there's certain things that you can think of that'll help you. And you're going to think, after a while, once you start linking things, uh, you know, then, then you're going to have your own ways that are going to be easier for you to memorize. And I'm just giving you some of the things that I have used and that people that I have taught have taught me. So um, if you think in reverse alphabetical order, for example, you'll see the M, M, L, J, A. Those are the books, and that's how they're listed in reverse alphabetical order. I kind of think of the first two are the M&Ms. Helps me remember Matthew and Mark. First three, as we said, were the synoptic, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John stands alone, and Acts is the only book not about Jesus' history. Okay, can anybody, can you think about that now? Can anybody think about um, what we just said? Which, which first three are? Does anybody know? Just shout it out, if you know. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right. And what's the fourth one there? John. And what's the bottom one? And what's unique about Acts as far as the history books go? They're about the apostles and not about Jesus directly, his life history. That's right. Okay, and there's the answer. And by the way, I'm going to have some hints and stuff that you can take after. You know how the pastor always has stuff beforehand? Well, I'm not giving you beforehand because I want you to learn and then take these to remember. And they're going to be here so you can take each one of these when you go home. Okay, the next thing we find is in the second segment. First segment's real easy, right? It wasn't too bad. Now comes the more difficult part, but really it's not as hard as you think. And we have, this is the letters. We have three letter sections, actually. We have Paul's letters, we have a transition letter, and we have the general letters. And that transition letter will separate Paul's letters from the general letters. All right? And the general letters meaning the letters that weren't written by Paul. Okay? So Paul had a whole bunch, and Paul's first when it comes to the letters. And then Paul's letters are further broken down. First, we get... The churches, he writes to different churches, and then he writes to individuals. We got nine letters that he writes to the churches and four to individuals. Okay? Now, Paul's church letters is what we'll start with. The breakdown there is we have three large letters, and we have six small letters. All the six small letters are six chapters or less. Now, that is a kind of a memory thing you know, that you can remember. And there's twice as many small letters as the large letters. The large letters all are greater than six. And, and you can, there's different hints that we're going to find. You can remember these. And they are Romans, 1st, and 2nd Corinthians. All right? Now, so many people know 1st Corinthians 13, for example, so you know that that's a large letter. You know, certain things like that help you. Romans is known as Paul's gospel. This is where, if you want to see what Jesus taught the Apostle Paul, and he presents the gospel through Romans. Now, 1 Corinthians deals with church problems. And a couple weeks ago, remember the pastor said, why would a, why would a church van or a church want to be named the, 
you know, Corinthian Baptist Church. Well, if you read that letter, you'll know why he said that, right? And then 2 Corinthians deals a lot with the forgiveness. All right, here's the memory trick I use for this. There's RCC. Those are the beginnings of those. Romans, Corinthians, Corinthians, right? Now, you can think of RC Cola. That will help you remember it. Or you can think Roman Catholic Church, either one. That'll help you remember Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Those are the large letters. Okay, we're going to have a review. First of all, what were the three I just taught you? You remember? Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians. All right. I like to think of R.C. Cola. But Roman Catholic Church is good, too, because you have the first letter right there, right? Romans. All right, what about the four history books? Anybody know those? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And what is the fifth history book? Acts. Okay. All right, so now we've, we've learned the history books, and we've learned Paul's three large letters. And picture yourself with a can of RC Cola, okay, as we continue. And those are our answers. Now we're going to talk about Paul's six letters to the churches, the smaller ones. This is where people start getting a little bit confused when they're um, trying to remember things. Now, for me, when you look at Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians, whoops, sorry, we find, um, let's see, those are all single letters, and these two are written, the, the bottom ones are written to one church, two letters. All right. Now, these are just some facts for you. Galatians talks about the true gospel, and anybody knows about Galatians, it says if anyone presents any other gospel, let him be cursed. And that's what that one's about. Ephesians is talking about faith alone. One of the famous verses are, For by grace are you saved by, through faith, and not of yourselves. It is gift of God, and not of works, lest any man should boast. Philippians is the epistle of joy. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. That particular passages in there, and the pastor just quoted the one about Jesus who made himself of no reputation this morning in Philippians 2. Colossians, Christ is the head of the church. It's a tremendous letter talking about Jesus as the head, not only that, but God in the flesh, and um, it's a fantastic letter. And then um, 1 Thessalonians, I always remember it by the rapture, okay, because, you know, I, I'm looking for the Lord come. You know, he could come right now, and uh, a lot of times... I just wait because someday I'm going to say he can come right now and then all of a sudden he's going to come. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to, okay? All right, and then 2 Thessalonians, just the opposite. We talk about the Antichrist, all right? Now, I've got some hints for you. The main thing is go eat popcorn for um, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. You can tell how I think, can't you? And uh, so now we have RC Cola and then we go eat popcorn with that group, okay? That's, that's how I remember it. Some people believe or have learned it from General Electric Power Company, but I think food, okay? That's, that's me. All right, but now, the last one, Thessalonians, what we do is we take a particular, uh, this is like making a word picture, they call it, out of a particular word that you might not be used to. Thessalonians, um, I use the word thistle. Now, a thistle is a prickly little plant. You know, whenever I mow the lawn, I always inherit some on me. And uh, what I think about when I'm, when I'm trying to remember this is 
The thistles stand for Thessalonians. So I put two thistles in my bowl of popcorn and watch out for them. Okay? That's how I remember it. And making something unique is the way you remember things. You know, when you were a kid, what do you remember about when you were a kid? You know, uh, what I remember are when I was sick or like sprained an ankle. I remember I had a sprained ankle or something unique, you know. And I, uh, but all the other stuff, they just all float out of my mind. Because, because your mind always looks for something to grasp, something unique. And that's why you'll remember traumatic experiences or extremely joyful experiences. There, when I was a kid, President Kennedy died. I know exactly what I was doing at the time. You know, 9-11, I know exactly what I was doing that time because of the situation. All right? And so you try to, when you're memorizing things, you try to make things unique. You have to create things to do it. Okay? And this isn't anything I made up. This has been thousands of years, you know what I mean? This is, this is just stuff. Everything's, you know, what does C.S. Lewis say? Everything is plagiarized in some way or another. And so we just give, we just know what we have and we take what we have and use it for our benefit. So, what I say is we go eat popcorn and watch out for the two thistles in there, okay? Memory phrase. Get your RC Cola, go eat popcorn, read Thessalonian letters, or watch out for the two thistles in the popcorn. All right. What are our first four there? Anybody remember? We all remember go eat popcorn, right? So, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. All right. And the last two were what? First and second Thessalonians. That's right. Now, what I'm giving you here is I'm just running this through real fast for you. But what I do is I have these, what I, when I was a little kid and it was raining out and I couldn't play baseball, I made up baseball games or I made up sports games and stuff like that and card games and things. And that's what I did all the time and the Lord was preparing me to memorize scripture. And so what I do is I make little card games and I have little game boards that I use and I shuffle up the cards and mix them all up. And then follow and try to see if I can remember them. And you're all going to get one of these. You can just, this is made of card stock, so you can just mix these all up. One side has the book number, the other side has uh, the book itself. And then on this, it's a game board. Um, because we have so many people, we don't, I don't give out a whole bunch of game boards. But this you can just take and sit by your table and just make your own, you know, just, or make your own game board. It doesn't matter. This is a model of it. And on it, we have the memory hints that I'm giving you. But that's what I'm telling you that for is because if you work on what we're doing here for about three or four times, you'll be able to do this in and out of order. Now, I and it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you think you have bad memory or anything. You know, nobody, it, it, memory is all about tricks, okay? And And so I've had... Six- and seven-year-olds, as long as they can tell the difference between M-A and M-A-T and things like that, they play this game, and they play it just as fast as I do. So, all of Paul's church letters. Do we remember all of Paul's church letters? What are the first three? All right, then... The other four following? That's right. And then the two in the bottom? 
And these are the church letters of Paul. Okay. Now we're going to look at the letters to people. He wrote four letters. He must have liked Timothy a lot because he wrote him two letters. All right? And then he also wrote to Titus and Philemon. Okay, 1 Timothy is about church leadership. Uh, 2 Timothy keys in on being a soldier for Christ. Titus is a church leader in Crete, and uh, he had quite a job ahead of him according to what we read in that letter. And then Philemon, the pastor just talked about that for a month, which was really good. That is uh, an appeal for a slave named Onesimus. All right, now, one of the memory tricks I think of is uh, five P's and a P. So that way you link the church letters to the people. All right, so you've got First and Second Thessalonians, First and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. Timothy, Paul's son in the faith, gets two letters. The other two just get one. Okay, yes, Julie? I never noticed that. See, that's what happens all the time. Somebody finds something, and, that, and you make it unique, and then you can remember this. So we have the, the ones, the churches, and then we have First and Second Timothy, Titus, Philemon. Got it? And you know what I think a lot of times with Timothy, because, you know, I really liked the Christmas carol. I think of Tiny Tim, you know, and, uh, and I think about him, which helps me remember He was Ebenezer Scrooge's favorite, you know. All right, so here we go. We're going to, first let's go backwards. What are the the four people? And Philemon, right. All right, and what are those two pairs, right, the the two above them? First text, yes, so you got five T's and a P right there, right? All right, and then the food ones? And then the drink. That's right. That's right. See? That's not too bad. And what we're doing is we're, we're, we're crunching these things together. We're taking little bits and putting them together. Notice that? Okay, now this is the transition letter. Hebrews. We've been studying Hebrews this week. And... Um, we think the reason it's the transition letter is because some people think Paul wrote Hebrews and some people don't. This is one of the arguments with scholars. And that's perfect for us because it is the transition from Paul's letters to the general letters. Okay? Got that? Hebrews is Christ's high priest. Then I put Hebrews, Hebrews. After reading Paul's letters, have a cup of coffee. That Hebrews before moving to the generals. Okay. Now we have the general letters. These are the letters that are not written by Paul. And it, I say it's as easy as one, two, three. Okay. James has one letter. Peter has two. John has three. And then we have Jude at the bottom, one letter. Now James and Jude are the half-brothers of Jesus, which will help you remember. The, they're the bookends, basically, of the general letters. J-A comes before J-U, so you know which one is first and which one's last, see? So it's one, two, and three. Easy as one, two, three. 
And those are your generals. James, faith without works is dead. First Peter, overcoming trials. Second Peter, the last days. First John talks about love and light and salvation. Second John is to the elect lady. And third John is to Gaius. Now, second and third John, I had a lot of trouble remembering, okay, which one was which? Then I remembered ladies before gentlemen, and then I never forgot it again, okay? So you know that second uh, John's about the lady, and third John's about the guy. And Jude, fight for the faith. All right, so what's the first one? Anybody? Just yell it out. James. And then next two? Peter. And then the next three? And then James' brother is Jude. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible. I'm trying to remember. I can't think of it right now exactly. I think it's in Galatians. It says where James, Peter, and John, who seem to be the pillars of the church. Does anybody remember that passage in the Bible? Well, anyway, if you find it, that's exactly what the letter order is, too. James, Peter, and John, who seem to be the pillars of the church. That's what the Apostle Paul said. That might help you, too. All right, so those are the general letters. As easy as one, two, three. And then the button is supposed to push it, but the button isn't doing anything. All right. There. Okay. Then we have the prophecy book, which is Revelation. So we have a review here now. We have 27 books divided in three sections. The history, the letters, and prophecy. The history has four gospels about Jesus and one book about the apostles, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. One thing I think a lot about is since Mark... One hint, I have, I don't know why it works for me, but I think about Mark. Since they say they took the parts of Mark for Matthew and Luke, I just think of Mark in the middle handing them his book, you know. I just remember that. You guys will have things you remember. Paul's letters, nine to the churches, four to the people. Three large letters, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, Six small letters, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Oops, and I forgot First and Second Thessalonians on there. And then four to the people, First and Second Timothy and Titus and Philemon. I usually have my wife check my stuff, but this time I didn't. So I'm surprised that's the only mistake I've made so far. <laughs> and then transition, transition letter is Hebrews. And then the general letters as easy as one, two, three, James, Peter, John, and then Jude and Revelation. And this is how it would look if you had it on the game board that I have right there. So you'll see the New Testament written. The history books have Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. I have it separated a little bit there, Acts. And then um, we see the letter section. Starts out with Paul's letters. And first to the churches, you have the large ones, and then you have the small ones. And then you have the four to the people. And then you have the transition letter, which is Hebrews. And then you have the general letters, James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd and 3rd John, Jude, and then the prophecy book, which is Revelation. And again, I have that for you right there. And a lot of, I make this a family thing a lot with, with kids and stuff. We used to, uh, 
we'll have kids make the boards out, you know, they draw them with all their markers and just have fun doing that kind of stuff, and then make a nice big board and we work together and, uh, and play the game together. So, poster board is good, yes. All right. I bet you'd never guess that that's what I was going to do next, huh? <laughs> All right. Well, let's start at the top. What are the first four? Yeah. And what's the other history book? Yes. Right. The difference between them? Anybody know? Remember? The four are the Gospels, and one is about is about the Apostles, and four are about Jesus. Right. All right. Now we've got Paul's letters. The three large are, uh huh, and then the small ones, and first and second Thessalonians, right, and then the people, mm-hmm, first, second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, and then the transition letter, and then we have the generals. It's as easy as one, two, three. First one, the two, and the three, and then James' brother, and then the prophecy letter is what? All right, I can tell you one of the most common mistakes people make, so you're aware of it, is that they confuse Timothy and Titus with the general letters. Okay? I don't know why, but they do. And... uh, the main thing to look at are those letters begin with T, right? None of the general letters have T. Do you see that? That'll help you remember that. And the other thing is, is, is you know, um, people letters are not churches. There can't be a guy named Second Thessalonians, okay? I don't know any guy named Philemon either, okay? So, but But he is a guy. And that's another common mistake that people will... Confuse Philemon with Philippians a lot. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here that people confuse? Not not much more. Um, usually, once you get started, it becomes pretty simple. Uh, like I said, you go over it about about three times, you'll be able to do this. Okay, so what I want you to do is to... Um, if I can get the right place. Get your sheets out again, the ones that you had, um, the books of the Bible. And now, by looking at this, try to write out the books on that sheet again and see how you do. On the other side? You can do it on the other side or right, right next to the others. It doesn't matter. I'm sloppy, so I just cross the other one out and write it, you know. So now when they're recording, it's going to be sitting there. Nothing going on. You'll have to cut this part out. What? Okay, that's a good idea. Well, I think we did talk about why it was put together that way. It's because we see the order of uh, the history and the letters, and Paul was the prominent letter writer, and so he was uh, first put in, and then the transition letter because... Um, we didn't know if that was Paul or a general letter, and then we have the generals. And, um, you know, with the Old Testament, too, it's broke down in a very logical way as well. And so someday maybe we can learn the Old Testament, too. 
So you see, the main thing here, too, is, is uh, the different memory techniques that you can use. We used a lot of different things and um, a lot of word pictures using one, two, threes. And, um, and what you do is you try to find anything. If you have any trouble, one of that's the other thing, too, when you're playing this game. At first, I always do this at first. I take the first five books, shuffle them, and put them out. Okay, I learned that first. Make sure I can do that good. Then I add Paul's three large letters, shuffle them with the history books, and play that. Then I add the six letters and take them all. And if I'm stuck, say say I'm stuck on some of the small letters, I put all the other ones aside, just do the small letters. Now, I learned this by playing music, okay? I When I was learning to to play different songs, I learned it from my one of my daughters, seven-year-old daughters. You know, she'd be playing a particular song all the way to the very end, and she'll mess it up. Oh, i got to start this all over again. She'd go all the way to there again, mess it up. And so I told her, just learn that piece really good, and then let's start at the beginning again. And that's how you learn. you you got to isolate your problems. If you don't have any problem with the other part, don't worry about it. Just isolate the problem and get that problem down, and then throw it back in the pile. And you see what I'm doing. Then I, then I take all those, and I try to, to play the game that way. Then I add the people and the transition letter. And then, after that, I'll add the generals and prophecies. See, we're taking little bits at a time. And that's the way your mind works. Your mind works with little bits. You learn one thing really good, then you add to it. What people have so much trouble with memory most of the time is because they try to do everything all at once. And when they do, it just gets confusing. Learn one thing really good. One thing I do is with the outline of the Bible, for example. I take each book and and I break down the chapters and learn one thing out of every chapter really good. So I have an anchor in every chapter of the Bible, okay? Then I'll add something else that might be in that, and pretty soon you develop an outline. But you always have something you know really well. You learn one little bit at a time, and your mind clumps it together, and, and as many techniques as you can use to remember something, if you're having trouble with one thing, then find another thing, another pathway that your mind can grab so that you can learn. And as far as memorizing scripture goes, everybody, you know, I've heard, I know one person that I'm really close to says, oh, I, I could never memorize scripture, you know. And, but yet this particular person could tell me every week, she's watching like about 15 shows, okay, Knew every week, every show, everything that was going to be on that week, knew every actor in it, you know, all these things. And I says, this isn't a matter of whether you can or not. It's a matter of priority here. You know, you can remember these things. You know, it's just, what is your priority? And that's what I'm saying. A lot of people, like I said before, think that means, oh, i got to memorize by rote. Well, you see, you can make memorization fun. You can take these verses. Every verse, by the way, has a particular rhythm to it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. You know, you can take that rhythm and make a meter out of it, and you can sing that, okay? You can put little notes to it, and I don't care how bad you sing, okay? If you have, most people have phones now that have recorders on them even. And you can start, and you just develop a rhythm, repeat the verse over, on and on, and then put a little bit of melody to it and sing it, on that and put earplugs into it and then repeat it over and over and get to know it like you know the songs that you like. 
And then you're going to find that you remember these things. Because when you're putting things to music like that, you've got all sorts of avenues your mind grasps. You know, the pitch, the words, the uh, if you're going to be uh, the volume of it, you might change the volume. And if you play an instrument or something, you want to add an instrument to it, that's fine too. Then you even have that pathway. But that's what your mind looks for. And that's why you can remember songs way better than you can remember spoken word. Okay? So that's one thing to really think about when you're starting to memorize scripture. And like, say, if you're going to memorize a tackle, a whole chapter or something, one thing I do a lot is I find the verses that I know the best first, learn them well, and then go one verse before it, one verse after. One verse before it, one verse after. And pretty soon you get the whole passage done. See, just take, always grab a hold of the things that you know first. And then you'll have it down. Pick a scripture, uh, you know, maybe a lot of you guys like the NIV. I'm a King James guy. That's my age, shows my age, you know. But I like King James because it's got a very nice flow. It was deliberately made that way. That's why some of the verses... You know, sometimes questionable words, I hate to say it. But they were trying to make the beauty flow within it. And, and so it makes it really easy to memorize. And so, and plus it's in public domain. So when I put it to music and make CDs, then I don't have to get permission from the NIV writers or the ESV writers. You know, doesn't that bug you that you got to have permission to, to quote the Bible? You know? But anyway, that's, but you pick the one you're, you know, you're most familiar with, the one you study with, and, and work on those verses that really mean something to you first. So, but I think, you know, there's nothing greater than to learn God's word, you know, and to get that in your heart instead of a lot of the other nonsense. And the, um, by the way, like if you're in school or if you're in business or anything, the memory techniques that you learn here apply to all those too, you know, that your mind doesn't change just because it's secular, you know. But um, that is something to remember. Okay, is there any questions at all? All right, guys, got it all down, don't you? Did you do better anyway when you wrote, wrote it all down? Did you do better this after we were done here? Well, if you play this game a couple times, you're going to do really good. And another good thing about this, too, is you're going to know where these things are. You know, you're going to say, okay, where's the letter of Paul to Ephesians? Oh, yeah, that's one of the small letters. Well, it's past the Gospels, it's past the big letters, it's before the uh, general letters, so I know right about where I'm going to go. Okay? Now, there's techniques to actually remember the number of these, you know, which number it is, if you want to do that, but you don't really need to too much because you're not going to really worry about it's book number 11 when the pastor says turn to Hebrews, you know what I mean? So that's... Another thing, so you're learning in little groups like that. Instead of having to sing through the whole song and say, right there, you know, you've got it all in your hand. So that's one of the benefits of doing it uh, in this way. All right, well, if there's no questions, I'm going to close in prayer. And then um, you guys, please come up and take one of these. Uh, there's, uh, like I said, there's the memory hints in the board on one. And then cards that you can just cut out all these cards. They're about one and a half by two you know, to make them all fit on one sheet. But they work really good. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are just, first of all, so thankful that uh, the God of the universe took the time to write his words for us so that we could understand. And Lord, we are so thankful that you did that. And Lord, we know that you did that for a purpose. And that we as believers 
can learn the way of truth just through learning your word and that you have spoken to us in so many ways. You have revealed yourself in so many ways through the words of that, that are in the Bible, Lord. And Lord, I pray that we uh, begin more and more to dwell on the things that you say. We know that the things that you have said are more important than anything else said on this earth. And one of the great things, Lord, we know is that you never change and these words do not change. And that we can learn them, we can memorize them, we can put them in our hearts. And that whenever we go into a circumstance, Lord, uh, in our lives, that the more we know of your word, the more you will bring to remembrance. And that we will have all sorts of, uh, of scripture within us to help us make right decisions. Help us, Lord, as we go to, to just take away the excuses that we can't memorize. That, uh, Lord, just help us, give us all, give everyone here a desire to learn your word just one bit at a time and then slowly build on that. And we are just so thankful. I pray for each one of these people here, Lord. I pray that you'll touch their hearts and let them see that this is indeed possible for them and that it is life-changing. And we're just so thankful for our salvation and for what you've given us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, everybody. Hey, right on time, too.